Okay, no problem. Welcome to the Terry and Jesse show. As you know, Jess is out all week long, so I've had different guests come in. Matthew Arnold's going to be joining us soon to join us on today's show. This is a very serious show, and I'll tell you why, folks. Um, I'm going to be quoting my good friend, Father Jerry Murray. I knew him as a young priest from New York. He spent time here at my home back in the early 1990s. That's that, you know, 30-some years ago. And he's sharp. He's a canon lawyer. And he's saying that this new doctrinal chief that must be resisted if he pushes homosexuality. Well, anybody should be uh, resisted, even if it was the Holy Father who taught something that was against the perennial teachings of the church because he doesn't have the faculty to change what Jesus Christ has taught. So we're going to get into an interview that I've been encouraging people to watch on Raymond Arroyo's show from last Thursday. So that's going to be interesting. Also, for your need-to-know file, this is... And we've talked about this, but Marjorie Taylor Greene, she's accusing the FBI of targeting Catholics while ignoring pro-abortion extremists. And that's a fact. We've covered that before, but it's good that the uh, political people are mentioning that. That I mean, can you imagine, I think about this, that we're a terrorist because we go to a Latin mass? Well, I went to two masses this morning, one English and one Latin at our chapel. So now I'm, a, I'm considered a danger to the United States. That's hogwash. So I'm glad that she's doing that. We need more people to speak up for the truth. And the truth is, being a, a, a good Catholic is a blessing to America. All right. Now, don't forget, after, I should say, don't forget, uh, we are filming still in our chapel on spiritual warfare with Father Chad Ripperger's group, Dan Snyder and Kyle Clement. They're in there right now recording and I would encourage you to help us support that little project. It's about a $10,000 production, and I would like you to help us pay for that because that's how we do things. You like what we're doing? Support us by calling 877-526-2151. And we're still trying to get Matthew Arnold on. Uh, when he, As soon as he comes on, I'll, uh, I'll let you know. Let's, uh, let's get some soul food, though. This is a short reading from Matthew. Chapter 11, verse 25 to 27. At that time, Jesus exclaimed, I give praise to you, Father, Lord of heaven and earth, for although you have hidden these things from the wise and the learned, you have revealed them to the childlike. Yes, Father, such has been your gracious will. All things have been handed over to me by my Father. No one knows the Son except the Father. And no one knows the Father except the Son. And anyone to whom the Son wishes to reveal him. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, Lord Jesus Christ. I just love this reading because it talks about simplicity and being like a childlike trust. You know, the, although he said you have hidden these things, from the wise and the learned, you have revealed them to the childlike. That is so beautiful. And I, I think it's important that we have a supernatural view every day that we are in this world. And the church traditionally has days dedicated to certain things. And I've told people this before, and people say, well, I didn't know that. Yeah. The Sunday, obviously, is dedicated to the Blessed Trinity. So we attend Mass, if possible, Receive Holy Communion. Cultivate in your heart a great zeal for the, for the one true God. Okay? Triune God. Now, on Mondays, and this is something you can just think about every day. We'll get to Wednesday, but on Monday, it's dedicated to the souls in purgatory. <clears throat> so, pray for the souls of your relatives and friends and godparents. These are called holy habits. And this is important that we have these holy habits. Tuesday, guardian angel. Pray often to your guardian angel asking for help. So every Tuesday, <clears throat> make sure that 
you count on your guardian angel in a specific way. Now, Wednesday, which is today, traditionally, the church dedicates it to St. Joseph. Pray to St. Joseph that you may obtain a good and holy death. He's the patron of a holy death. Listen to what St. John Paul II the Great said about St. Joseph. He said, inspired by the gospel, the fathers of the church from the earliest centuries stressed that just as St. Joseph took loving care of Mary and gladly dedicated himself to Jesus Christ's upbringing, he likewise watches over and protects Christ's mystical body, that is the church. Well, the church is under attack. Let's call on St. Joseph to protect it from the wolves. Now, that's Wednesday. That's today. Thursday, you can imagine what we're going to dedicate Thursdays to. The Holy Eucharist. Remember on that Holy Thursday night when Jesus instituted the Holy Eucharist. So throughout the day, say many spiritual communions. And if you can, make an extra visit to the Blessed Sacrament. Friday, obviously the passion and death of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ, using the way of the cross, meditate on the passion and death of our Lord. And I'm going to recommend that I myself, you know, I'm busy dude. I'm going to be getting up at 3.30 tomorrow to take the boys to the airport. But I'm going to have my prayers said. Why? Because in the early hours, I don't get distractions. Nobody calls me, and I can say my morning prayers. So I would encourage you if you say, I'm, I just don't have time to, sit, to you know, focus each day on these devotions, get up a little early. Make that sacrifice. Remember, I've said it for years. Our Lady said souls are going to hell because no one's there to pray and make sacrifices. Well, this is a good opportunity to make that sacrifice. And I guarantee you, I've, in my own experience, the morning times are the best and the clearest for me. Now, maybe you're a night owl. But whatever time... Put it into the calendar. So we talk about <clears throat> passions of Christ on Fridays. Now Saturdays. Yeah, you guessed it. It's dedicated to the Blessed Virgin Mary. Maybe you say an extra rosary that day. Or if you're not praying the daily rosary, pray it and start doing it on Saturdays and build it to Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, and Friday all through the week. It's a great way to do it. We're still waiting for Matthew Arnold, but he'll be coming in, I'm sure. I wanted to bring the I wanted to bring the smartest guy into the room right now, which is Oh, Sheen ahead. Remember I tell you that Cardinal Seurat and Bishop Sheen have a great respect for each other. And I could imagine if Cardinal Seurat was with Bishop Sheen, please God, when Cardinal Seurat passes and as his particular judgment, that God will send him to heaven where Bishop Sheen is. And here's a statement that I could see him saying to Bishop Sheen, having a conversation about what's going on in the church today. He said, the Catholic Church has been radically inclusive of sinners. Oh, can you imagine? I'm reading the wrong one for Bishop Strickland. Hang up. Sorry, for, for Cardinal Seurat. He said this, yes, to teach with true compassion and love. That's what we want to teach. He says, to teach truth and always points to truth incarnate, Jesus Christ. So when you don't teach the truth and you compromise, you're not teaching the truth of Jesus Christ. You might be trying to be nice to the person, which you call nice by letting him wallow in his sin. But the Cardinal says, "Listen, <clears throat> listening is good when it offers the opportunity to fill empty our hardened hearts with love and truth. Why simply listen to broken hearts with no call to truth? Uh, Cardinal Seurat, you nailed it. And I think that it's important that we tie this into our topic today, which is an a interview with Father Gerald Murray, and where he is being interviewed by Raymond Royal, and he's the New York priest. He's warned of a growing movement to change the catechism in favor of sodomy. Can you imagine? Yeah, Father James Martin's one of them. And he predicted that Pope Francis' Senate on Synodality will be a moment of crisis for the church. 
This is why I want to dedicate the show to helping Holy Mother deal with these issues through our prayers and speaking up for the truth. So please keep that in mind. So Father Murray uh, said that this that Pope Francis's new doctrinal chief must be resisted. What? <coughs> Excuse me. I've never heard anybody like Father Murray say that uh, so strongly. He says, this will be a moment of crisis for the church and an opportunity for the forces of radicalism to rewrite the catechism in the favor of sodomy. If that happened, folks, if that happens, we reject it because it's not part of the deposit of faith. Simple as that. We have to stand for the truth. And even when officials as high as the Pope and cardinals, if they teach something that's contrary to the perennial teachings of the church, we have to reject it. And I want to talk when we come back with Matthew and myself about much of the talk about Archbishop Victor Manuel Fernandez. He's the up incoming prefect. We used to call it for the prefect, the doctrine of faith. Now we call it the dissertary formal yeah, for the the dicastery uh, for the doctrine of faith, a DDF. In an interview, Fernandez opened the door to revising the congregation's 2021 document condemning the blessing for homosexual union. We're going to talk about that. And we have to stand for the perennial teachings of the church. And that's what we do here at Virgin Most Powerful Radio. Stay with us, family. Jesus said in Matthew 26, Stay awake and pray that you may not enter into temptation. According to St. Ephraim, Jesus, who feared nothing, experienced fear and asked to be freed from death, although he knew it was impossible. How much more must we persevere in prayer before temptation assails us, so that we may be freed when the test has come? May God grant that we may withstand temptation and carry out his will in all things. This is a minute meditation from Virgin Most Powerful Radio. God has given us a new birth into an imperishable, unsullied, and unfading inheritance, kept in heaven for you. 1 Peter chapter 1 verses 3 to 4. According to Saint Augustine, you have within you everything you need to purchase the kingdom of heaven. Joy will be purchased by your sorrow, rest by your labor, glory by your humiliation, and eternal life by your passing death. Loving Father, teach us how to make every event on earth, lay up treasures for us in heaven. Help us to endure sorrows, labors, humiliations, and death willingly, so as to attain heaven. This has been a minute meditation from Virgin Most Powerful Radio. Terry Barber here at Virgin Most Powerful Radio. I'm encouraging people to support realestateforlife.org. They'll have a pro-life agent for you. California's laws for the family are really bad. If you have a young family and you can afford to get out of California, get out and make a new life somewhere where you're not going to have the repressive laws. For example, if your son wants to change his sex and you don't want that to happen, the school can take your child away from you. Yes, that's how bad it is, folks. That's why I'm encouraging you to go to realestateforlife.org. God bless you for supporting Virgin Most Powerful Radio. Welcome back to the Terry and Jesse Show. Jess will be gone all week. I've got Matthew Arnold, I believe, on the telephone. Matt, are you with us, brother? Matthew Arnold. Okay, well, not yet. All right, well, I was talking about Father Jerry Murray and Raymond uh, Robert Royal in regards to Archbishop Fernandez 
He is the new prefect for what we used to call the doctrine of faith. Now, Robert Royal stressed that attempting to reverse Catholic teaching against homosexual blessings as the new cardinals to be, Fernandez suggests, would be open heresy and an open schism. Now that right there in itself, we haven't heard that out of any of the guys other than Jess or myself <laughs> saying these kind of things or some of the more straightforward people. So I think people are saying we've gone too far. We know from you know, the church's dogmatic teachings, and we know that from going back to St. Paul in Romans, you know, the Romans that Father James Martin says is wrong, <laughs> and many other elements in our tradition and in the Bible itself, that homosexual activity is a sin. Simple. It's a sin. And to bless some sort of relationship that is sinful in itself just makes no sense whatsoever. As a matter of fact, Raymond, I would say this, to my Robert Royal, it doesn't really make sense, but you're participating in the serious mortal sin, objectively, of encouraging people to actively be an active homosexual and saying that that's, that's not a problem. See, that's a huge problem for your exit interview. Matt Arnold, are you with me, brother? Oh, not yet. All right. <laughs> so any implication that some somebody someday down the line can change this teaching, it's just not true. I've said it clearly that the Pope doesn't have the authority to change the perennial teachings. None of the offices in the Vatican can change it. It's because, as Bishop Sheen, we talked about it yesterday, divine revelation can't be changed by the church. And if it happens, they try to change it, then we are basically in open heresy, open schism from the pastors of the church. This is what Royal warned, and I agree with him. And, you know, that's why I want to have devotion to St. Joseph to protect us. I hope that this confusion does not persist over years now with Archbishop Fernandez as the DDT, DDF. But I greatly fear that that's where we're heading. So he's concerned that we put a person in the Vatican who's going to say, I don't agree with those perennial teachings, and I've got a position, and I've got the Pope to support me. He picked me to do this. But again, you can't change the perennial teachings of the faith. Let me say it for the third time. Matt Arnold, are you with us? Well, I hope I am. God, hey, it must be important because we had a hard time getting you, brother. Matt? I think so, boy. Boy, that was tough. Well, Matt, you kind of came in a little late, but I just want to say we're talking about this article uh, regarding Father Murray and our good friend Robert Royal, and they're being interviewed by... Uh, uh, our friend Raymond Arroyo from EWTN, which I encourage people to watch that show. And they really have come out and said some strong things. I'm, I happen to agree with them that we're in a situation, Matthew, that uh, we can't just simply change uh, perennial teachings because somebody thinks that it would be a good idea. That's not how the Catholic Church works. That's right. So I want uh, you know, to get your take on that. The fact is, we've been, we've been dealing with pardon me, pretty high-ranking uh, dissenters in the church for many decades. Yeah, that's true. It's just it's just that uh, a handful of them are now uh, wielding, the you know, sitting in the seats of power. And, and I think that's the issue. It's, it kind of reminds me, you remember years ago when Bill Clinton got elected president? Yeah. Uh, it was kind of a surprise, I think, for everybody. And, and um, a lot of people that I knew were, were pretty upset about it. But I said, you know, it was inevitable that a baby boomer would become president. Yes. It wasn't inevitable that it would be Bill Clinton, but, you know, George H.W. was the last uh, guy from the World War II generation. And the same thing is, is happening uh, in the church. Right. You know, uh, time and tide wait for no man, and we have a lot of people who've had a lot of uh, weird ideas. Yes. That, I'm sorry to say, the former... Uh, papal uh, reigns didn't curtail them. Right. And so now we're kind of reaping the, the whirlwind. Sure, sure. No, I, and again, Father Murray also reaffirmed that Catholic teachings on a disordered nature of homosexuality is unchangeable. Just what we said. While predicting that the issue will be on the agenda of the Senate anyway. 
And I really think, Matthew, you and I talked off the air, but all, I can say this on the air. It's because it's the truth. We are coming in 2324, this, this uh, Senate, it seems to me they're going to be voting on things, and I mean voting like a, like a European Union approach, men, women, religious. It's not a bishop's conference anymore, but they're going to be mm-hmm. voting on some serious matter that, you know, whether it's women's ordination to the diaconate, priesthood. This is not how the Catholic Church operates. Now, the Anglican Church has been doing this for years. You know, back in the 70s, this is how they got their women's ordination. And many many of the Anglicans left the Anglican Church over that. But, you know, what I want to ask you is that Bob pointed out that the doctrine of the faith is consistent and clear. And this is really, we, we really need to make sure that everybody understands. Homosexual activity is intrinsically disordered. That really offends us, these liberals. And homosexual inclinations, likewise, is intrinsically disordered because it's leading people into actions which in and in themselves are offensive to God and apart from any intentionality on the part of the people committing those sins, he explained. Now, Matthew, that's just what the church has always taught. I, I, I wanted to get your take because it wasn't until... 1973, that the psychiatric board removed it as a mental disorder. Okay, so this mm-hmm. is you know what fifty some years ago, uh, this uh, fifty years ago that that just happened, and you know I won't even get into this is on the moral, but we know that when people practice homosexuality, that's what we got AIDS from. We got um, we got people who. Uh, are committing suicide 19 times more than heterosexual people. We've got uh, the average sexual partner of 400 partners in the course of a lifetime for homosexuals. This is bad for the body. It's bad for the soul. And I just want to make it clear that, uh, as Father Murray said, accusing Fernandez, the archbishop, soon-to-be cardinal, is playing right into the hands of Father Martin, who has claimed... Are you ready for this, Matt? Father Martin claimed that the church's language about homosexuality is cruel and that the catechism should be revised to no longer state that homosexuality is a disorder. And a growing number of heterodox, not orthodox, heterodox bishops, which means they're in error, including Cardinals Robert McElroy, Joseph Tobin, and and Blaise Supich, most of the German hierarchy have called for similar changes to the catechism on homosexuality. Matt, your response to that? Well, um, obviously, as like Father Murray said, the church can't teach what's immoral can be blessed. You can't teach what is disordered is somehow right. now just uh, a variations of, of the natural law that's not offensive to God because he says that is false. Yeah. And and that's what we're talking about here, really. And and I would point out that there's already a creeping change in language. Yes. You said, uh, you know, that the catechism should revise, revise no longer state that homosexuality is disordered. Yeah. If you remember, you go back to that first edition of the catechism, it didn't say that it was intrinsically disordered. Do you remember what it said? No, I do not. Educate me. It said homosexual acts are intrinsically evil. Oh, yes, that's what happened. I didn't know it was. And, yeah. and that's, you know, that for, to go from evil to disordered, yeah. you know, to, to try and say, well, it's, you know, it, 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 you're already heading in that direction of going, it's like, we're not going to call this a sin. We're not going to call this evil. We're just going to say, you know, it's a, it's a terrible thing that some people have to deal with, and, and we really have to help them, which is true as far as it goes. Yeah. Yeah. Well but, said. You know, the idea of change, we've already changed the catechism on this, I think, twice. Mm-hmm. And we've, now we've gone to the same thing with the uh, death penalty. Yes. You know, it's, it's, it was, a, it was a, a bad practice to begin with. And like I say, now we are, we are reaping the whirlwind on this. And I don't wonder if it wasn't perhaps, um, in, at least on the part of some, wasn't the plan all along. Yeah. Well, that's what Father Murray's saying. He's, he said, I have a feeling that this is going to be on the agenda at the Senate, and this is going to be the moment of crisis for the Catholic Church. You've been talking off the air with me about something big coming up, and I think this is it. 
And again, Father Murray said it, you said it, we all said it. The church cannot teach that what is immoral can be blessed and certainly cannot teach that what is disordered is somehow now simply differently ordered as a variation, but not really offensive to God. He emphasized that's false. Well, Father Murray, why don't you really tell me what you think? It is false. Right. And, and <laughs> Bishop, for, I should say, Archbishop, soon to be Cardinal Fernandez himself, recently, and I say this, hinted at revising the teaching of the Catechism on sodomy, telling an Italian newspaper on Tuesday that the Catechism's language allegedly causes pain to people's hearts. Doesn't that sound like what Father Martin said, basically? Yeah, it does. And that's the thing. To say, oh, that's cruel, or that causes pain to people's hearts. It's like, you know, at the end of the day, it's interesting. Something I've been thinking about, you know, Mm. they've pushed a long time. Yeah, I've been watching this really since the 70s for the for the uh, for the regularization of homosexuality. That it's just a different lifestyle. They pushed really hard for a long time to try and say, oh, it's genetic. Yeah, it's just your people are uh, the famous song that you're born that way. Right. But now with, you know, they've gone too far with all of this transgender business, you know, which clearly. I mean, they had to drop transsexual because you can't change your sex. That's a matter of chromosomes. Right. Cut off what you will, add on what you will, take whatever pills you want. Your sex is going to remain the same. So they're saying that the, that gender is entirely subjective, which brings us back to the idea that homosexuality is a choice and a lifestyle. Yeah. And to say that, so the reason that we shouldn't oppose it is because it hurts people's feelings. That's not, that's not a moral argument. Yeah. Uh, on, on, you know, at least not a moral argument on the level of this is something that will, you know, send you to hell. Yeah. Yeah. Well, when we come back from the break, I want to remind him, uh, Cardinal elect Fernandez says that, uh, Pope Francis would undoubtedly use different language, uh, said the incoming doctrinal chief said, well, again, um, you can't change the perennial teachings of the church. The Bible is inerrant. You can't do what Father Martin said, and that is say the Bible is wrong on this topic. Romans shouldn't be in there, and you got to get rid of it. Well, when we come back, I want you to hear what Father Murray, he slammed those comments. What did he have to say about that? And much more here on the Terry and Jesse Show. In spite of this error, I can still say, Matt Arnold, Terry Barber, we're too blessed to be stressed. No, we're too anointed to be disappointed. And if hope was money... We'd be a billionaire. Stay with us, family. We'll be right back after a quick break. Hey, Terry Rodriguez. I'm a monthly donor here in Phoenix, Arizona. Retired Phoenix cop. And I've met Jesse before, and I just want to tell you, you guys were on fire yesterday. I'm Terry and Jesse, so you guys were on fire. I went to bed thinking, uh, man, what an un- unwinnable war. But when I got up, I listened to you guys. You know, you guys are doing good work, man, doing God's work, and keep doing it. I know it gets exhausting sometimes, but there's people out here that really need the inspiration and the evangelization that you guys are giving us. So my best to you, and I'm a, uh, Eddie Rodriguez, I'm a monthly donor and proud of it. Logan, what has Virgin Most Powerful Radio done for you? Virgin Most Powerful Radio, I gotta say, I've been a listener for about a year now, and it's really helped me grow closer to my faith and the fact that I'm listening and I'm getting unsugarcoated, clear, charity with clarity, Catholicism. And it's really helped me even, you know, grow so much deeper in my faith as a young man and discern the priesthood and have a love for Jesus Christ. And this is so seen on the Terry and Jesse show on Virgin Most Powerful, the unsugarcoated, clear truth of our Catholic faith that is so lacking today. It's almost like the Terry and Jesse show. It's the orange juice Catholicism that's filling things up. I just need to give my shout out, my praise. I'm just so appreciative. It just really helped me. And I know now people want to hear this. It inspires me to want to speak it. And it inspires me to even go as far as discerning the priesthood to think I should speak this. We need to stand up for our beautiful faith. This is the unsugar-coated beauty. And this is just what I've seen on the Terry and Jesse show. I encourage listeners to start donating and support this cause. It has just truly impacted my life. And all I just want to give is some praise to it.
Terry Barber here at Virgin Most Powerful Radio. I'm encouraging people to support realestateforlife.org. They'll have a pro-life agent for you. California's laws for the family are really bad. If you have a young family and you can afford to get out of California, get out and make a new life somewhere where you're not going to have the repressive laws. For example, if your son wants to change his sex and you don't want that to happen, the school can take your child away from you. Yes, that's how bad it is, folks. That's why I'm encouraging you to go to realestateforlife.org. God bless you for supporting Virgin Most Powerful Radio. Welcome back to the Terry and Jesse Show. Matt Arnold filling in for Jesse Romero today. <clears throat> We're talking about the uh, situation in the church where the new doctrine of faith uh, person is really wavering regarding homosexuality. And I want to uh, tell encourage people to watch the Raymond Royal interview with Father Murray. Uh, I think it's a very good interview because it covers what we need to be praying for. But before we jump right back into that, Matt Arnold, your show comes right after the Terry and Jesse show on Wednesdays here on Virgin Most Powerful Radio. I want to make sure I get a plug in to what you're going to be doing today because it kind of ties into something that we're talking about. Could you share that with us, please? Well, yeah, absolutely. I got uh, several things. I'm going to be talking about uh, what I refer to as the Catholic Walking Dead. Yeah. I'm going to be telling the sad story of Sister Smile, uh, farewell to Prince Charming. Mm-hmm. But, mm-hmm. but tying in with what we're talking about, I am going to be talking about uh, Cardinal Lech Fernandez. And, uh, you know, it, it, he, if he wants to be taken seriously, that he needs to, to start watching what, it, you know, the things that he says, especially in the media. Yeah. Because, you know, he's, he's setting himself up for, uh, um, I think, a lot of opposition. Sure. Yeah. Certainly. And, 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 and also, you know, the, the important thing is just the other day he, he did a, an interview where he essentially said, and I don't have the, the quote in front of you, but he essentially said that, that the church, you know, just went off the rails centuries ago. He did say And that. all of the, uh, you know, the, the theology and the morality, the philosophy is really flawed. And, and now, you know, thank God Pope Francis is here to set things right again. And, and I couldn't help but think that it sounded like Martin Luther. Yes, yeah, yeah. You know, I mean, and, and that's the thing. And then reading the the letter that, that Pope Francis sent to the new Cardinal oh, Act horrible. about his various duties, he had a number of footnotes there, and he was footnoting his own uh, encyclicals. So again, you know, I, I, you know I, I had that weird shadow of Luther. Yes. You know, it's like that kind of here I stand without one plea. I, I'm, you know, it's been 2,000 years. I'm alone in this. Yeah. But I'm going to do it because I think it's the right thing to do. Yeah. I yeah. look, that and word, that, yeah. That's a, that's a dangerous place to be. Oh, it's arrogance. Okay. That's what that, I mean, that's what comes to me. When you think that you're right and 2,000 years before of what church teaches are wrong, that's just being arrogant. And I pray for this uh, Archbishop, soon to be Cardinal Fernandez. Because he is going to be in a position that will be holding him responsible for passing on the deposit of faith. And if he doesn't do that, God have mercy on him. Because it's just like we're going to be judged by our duties in our state in life. For Matt Arnold and Terry Barber, not so much on the radio, but as a Mm -hmm. father and husband for our families. That's where we're going to be judged. And if you're a bishop, cardinal, or a pope, you have duties in your state in life, and that's how we're all going to be judged by our duties. Now, <clears throat> Father Murray, did he slammed these comments, insisting that again, any attempt to weaken the catechism on homosexuality must be vigorously opposed, and that Fernandez must be resisted if he tries to push the church to accept sodomy. You know, I, I, I just, you know, to have Father Murray say that, I met, I bet he he thought of that for a long time, but. This is pushing people over the edge right now, Matt. I see people who don't normally say that strong of a statement are coming out and say, yeah, man, this, is, this isn't what the church is about. This isn't what the church teaches. Now, now, if Fernandez signaling to us is that there's some kind of movement of change in the language of the catechism, he said, yeah, we have to vigorously oppose it because it will only confirm people in sin. That's a really good answer, I think. It's confer- you're going to tell people that it's okay to sin, and we're going to say it's okay. 
I, I Matthew, I wouldn't want to be in his shoes at judgment at the judgment day. Well, yeah, I mean, our good Lord, I recall, talked yeah. about scandalizing little ones yeah. and all that business about having a millstone tied around your neck. Yeah, you know, and, and it's it's rather you know it goes kind of back to what um, what uh, Cardinal Luck Fernandez said about not wanting to hurt people's feelings. Yeah, and something that you said to me off the air earlier today, which is, you know, we we shouldn't be afraid yeah. of hurting you know people's feelings. We shouldn't be afraid of what happens if we tell people these things. We should be worried about what happens if we don't. Exactly. Yep, yep. Because you're absolutely right. You know, if, if souls are not being saved, nothing's being saved. And, and you see, this is what concerns us, why we, you know, some people say, well, you're being so critical. Well, we have to be because souls are worth being critical over, okay? You know, like Matt, like Bishop Sheen was just quoting, so if souls are saved, everything is saved. If souls aren't saved, nothing is saved. And, and Matthew, Father Murray is saying that, again, that we can't, we have to, uh, vigorously oppose it because it will only confirm people in sin. And we give the impression that Catholic doctrine is subject to change. The priest said Catholic doctrine is not subject to change. The truth is the truth. It's handed down by God. It's witnessed in the scriptures, in natural law, and the constant teaching of the church. That's a very important statement. That it's handed down it by God. It's witnessed in the scriptures in the natural law and the constant teachings of the church. So we can say that so we, so we can't say that sodomy is good. And if that's what Fernandez is saying and others are trying to push in the church, we have to reject them. Let me give you that story because stories tell the story. Last week I had you know, I have funerals today. I had a funeral last week and one of the gentlemen who's a Catholic uh, funeral home director, I, I always share our Virgin Most Powerful app with all the people at these funerals and Glad to do that. And he said, Terry, you know, um, can I ask you a question? I see, He said, yeah. He says, why is it that in Catholic churches, some of them have the, the, uh, the red, white, blue, you know, the uh, homosexual banner in, in mm, the, the sanctuary? Rainbow, the rainbow, yeah. thank you. I couldn't even, the rainbow banners in the churches. He said, uh, I, how could they do that? I mean, doesn't the Catholic church still oppose active homosexuality? I mean, isn't it still a sin? You see what's happened, Matthew? He's not sure. He's not sure. He's, and so I set him straight, obviously, and told him that, no, we have a lot of dissenters in the church in very high places who would like to see this change. And so I said, be assured, it cannot change. And uh, he said, boy, that makes me feel better. But you see, I think he's one of millions. If I'm wrong, Matthew, tell me. No, I think you're right. He is one of millions. You know, we, we we've you look at the you look at the church today. Yeah. And we you know, we talk about I, I'm going to be talking about um, no nonsense Catholic later today about um, you know uh, Cardinal Fernandez being the ghostwriter, uh, so to speak, of Amoris Laetitia. That's true. And how Chapter Eight, you know, uh, talks about creating a path for the divorced and remarried to. Uh, receive Holy Communion without amending the situation. Yep. Uh, that, you know, that through their own interior form, deciding for themselves that their first marriage wasn't really valid and saying, you know, well, it's okay because I think it's okay. But, Terry, you know, between you, me, and the wall, how many divorced and remarried Catholics do you think would just go to communion anyway? Oh, yeah, most. You know, I mean, uh, it, it's it's pretty disturbing. People don't. Some of them just do it in ignorance. They don't really know their faith. Others do it because they assume that the, it's going to change or that it has changed because yeah. of what they've seen in the media. Sure. Yeah, I, I yesterday I read what St. John Paul II wrote about not receiving Holy Communion. I'll just read it again. Any, This is what he wrote, and then compare it to Amoris Laetitia, Chapter 8. Anyone, husband or wife, who has obtained a civil divorce from the spouse to whom he or she is validly married and has contracted a civil marriage with some other person during the lifetime of the legitimate spouse and who lives in a marital way with a civil partner and who chooses to remain in this state with full knowledge of the natural act and with full consent of the will to do that act is in a state of mortal sin. Thank you, Holy Father. And therefore cannot receive sanctifying grace and grow in charity. Therefore, these Christians, unless they are living as brother and sister, 
cannot receive Holy Communion. Now, you compare that to Pope Francis, and it's pretty obvious, Matt. That's not what he mm-hmm. says. So here's, here's, the, here's the practical question. Who do you believe? Right, right. Well, and I, w- I would point out to you also that this is that what you just read from John Paul II. Mm-hmm. This has been obviously a, a bone of contention for some time. Do you know that, that statements like that, every bit as strong as that, uh, from John Paul II and Benedict XVI, have been made no less than a half dozen times in the last 40 years? Yeah starting in 1980 and then 81 and right. then in the 90s and then, and then shortly true. before uh, his, the new pontificate. Yep. It's, uh, you know, it's one of those things. It's like, why, why do you insist on putting a question mark where the church has clearly put a period? Right. Well, I, I have to say this, and I'm sorry to have to say it, but we have been infiltrated by modernism. But that's just a fact, Matt. We have it right on yeah. our website. Read it and then ask yourself, is modernism alive and well in the church today? And I think you're going to have to say yes. Well, we see that, you know, I mean, the two big currents, theological currents at Vatican II mm-hmm. were, you know, uh, Resource Small, which is a return to the sources, right. and Adjournamento, mm-hmm. which roughly means updating. Mm-hmm. And, and so those two uh, kind of forces were, were journeying together through this council. And, and, you know, I will concede that either one of those can be understood in an orthodox manner, but they can also be misused. Right. Uh, resource small can easily become antiquarianism. That's true. Which is, you know, we should, you know, uh, to put it this way, it's like Jesus said the church is like the mustard seed. It starts as a, the smallest of seeds becomes a giant tree. Yep. Big enough to, for the birds of the air to make their nest therein. And, and the resource small people, unfortunately, they can become antiquarian and say, no, we want to go. We don't like the big mustard tree. We want to go back to the seed. <laughs> we, we want to pretend like uh, all these matters aren't settled, that all this stuff is still you know, unresolved. Yep. And then you have you know, the updating people, but that can become um, you know, the, the, the progressivism, where they say, look, I, I, I don't like this mustard tree. I want to cut it down and put up an artificial one of my own making right. that I like better. Sure. And, and unfortunately, you know, I think that it's a caricature of resource under Giornamento. But how many people understand the difference? And, I, and that's what we're facing now. Yeah, I call that the spirit of Vatican II, and they can just make it whatever they want to make it. Hey, when we come back, I want to call this the Senate on homosexuality. Yeah, and I'll tell you why when we come back and how we have to reject this with our leaders in the church. Stay with us, family. You're listening to the Terry and Jesse Show on Virgin Most Powerful Lady. Here's a great way to support Virgin Most Powerful Radio. Do you have an old car you want to get rid of, motorcycle, RV, or boat? Simply call 855-500-7433, and when they sell that vehicle, a portion of that money comes right back to support Virgin Most Powerful Radio. It's an easy way to do it. I want to thank you for it. Call 855-500-7433. God love you and your family. How does the baby eat? Can the baby hear me? How did the baby get in there? Wow, a pregnancy can sure generate a lot of questions. But what's important is that a baby is a baby inside and out of the womb. Not just after birth, but nine months before at conception. That's right, every baby is a miracle. Hello, my name is Marianne Kuharski. I'm the director of Pro-Life Across America. If you know someone who is pregnant or in need of alternatives or assistance, or would like to support the work of Pro-Life Across America, please visit our website at prolifeacrossamerica.org, or better yet, simply dial pound 250 on your cell phone and say the keyword pro-life. Pro-Life Across America is non-political and totally educational. A baby's heart is beating 18 days from conception. Pro-life across America, the billboard people. 
This is Terry Barber. I want to thank you for your support here at Virgin Most Powerful Radio. Here's an easy way to do it. If you're going to sell or buy a house, call Real Estate for Life, 877-543-3871, because they're going to get you a Christ-centered agent to purchase your home or to sell your home. And at the close of escrow, a portion of his commission goes right back to Virgin Most Powerful Radio. Call 877-543-3871. Thank you so much for your support. Welcome back to the Terry and Jesse Show. Okay. To join the conversation, call 888-526-2151. Now, here's Terry and Jesse. Welcome back. Jess will be back next week. He's on the road preaching the Word of God. I said at the teaser of, of this last segment that, hey, the Senate is on really homosexuality. But what we have here, you know, it's very sad. And about a year and a half ago, the Senate on Senatality is turning into the Senate on homosexuality, Father Murray said. He said, the Catholic Church has a liberating truth about human sexuality, which is life-giving, and it does not include approving mortal sin. Well said! Despite the opposition of pressure groups and people who support them in the hierarchy, like priests like Father James Martin. It's hard to believe Raymond, I like what Raymond Arroyo said, that here we are talking about the most vital issue in the life of the church, which is to declare that we have been mistaken for 2,000 years about a teaching that is biblical and clear, that sodomy is a sin and should never, ever be approved by the church. But that's what's going on now. See, that says it all. Why do you think we're like concerned about it? We can't change what the church has taught for 2,000 years. It's going to help. It's going to cause a schism in the church. Now, Arroyo also noted that Pope Francis has personally appointed several people who oppose Catholic teaching on sexuality and other subjects as voting members of the Senate in October. Remember, he has lay people, and he picked them. They include... Uh, sisters, um, you know, Martin Supage, McElroy, sister of Valenderes, a Nigerian nun in Spain who has already defended same-sex blessing. Why would you put someone like that as a voting member of what the church is defending on the church teachings? I mean, someone who's, it's just, that's it's reprehensible. Now, Manns is the director of the adult formation an extremely heterodox St. Joan of Arc Catholic community in Minneapolis, which has allowed gender confused and homosexual individuals to give pre-mass reflections. Holy Father, someone didn't give you the due diligence somebody should have done on these people. You know, I noticed they didn't ask Jess Romero to be there, or myself, including two, they, you know, he also, this, this nun is including two homosexual men who promoted their marriage an acquisition of a baby boy through surrogacy and in vitro fertilization. And the church teaches homosexual adoption is a gravely immoral and a form of violence against the church. Is that too harsh to tell somebody the truth? Again, never worry about who will be offended if you speak the truth. Worry about who will be misled, deceived, and destroyed if you don't. Well, it's obvious, folks, that people who propose doctrinal changes, pastoral change, to favor the tolerance of sin in the life of the church, they're getting favored. Father Murray uh, commented, Father James Martin is probably the most shocking appointment, but I shouldn't be shocked because the Pope has favored him up to this point. Now, this idea of tolerance, the uh, Pew Research asked the question, what religion is the most tolerant religion. It wasn't Islam. They were the most intolerant because they teach what they teach. Protestants, no. Mormons, no. It's Catholics. They have more tolerance of sin than any other church by the Gallup poll. That's an indictment on us as a church that we have not done a good job uh, but the point of it is they've, uh, they've been setting the stage for that. 
So Royal remarked that Pope Francis frequently obscures choices of senatorial delegates like Mann's suggests that a much deeper, much broader coalition in Rome and that Francis is preparing the sea change in the Catholic teachings. Personally, I think because the Holy Father knows he's 86 years old, he's not going to live forever. He's doing whatever he can to promote his agenda. Now, how in the world do they find people from St. Joan of Arc community in Minnesota? There's got to be a network in Rome. He's right. Or via someone like Father James Martin that picks extremely obscure and extremely radical persons, he said. I believe Father James Martin is Pope Francis's right-hand man when it comes to doing these picks. I agree. The same with the uh, Nicaraguan nun who ends up in Spain and think that reflects that there's such deeper, much broader coalition in Rome other than simply Francis himself. Yes. Oh, I see Matt Arnold. Oh, my gosh. Hey. It works. <laughs> Matt, thank you. Matt, yeah, I'm we fi- f- finally got it working. Good. I'm going to finish this and then get your take. I'm glad you're back. Uh, that seems to be praying for a sea change in the Catholic teaching on same-sex blessings and other things, unlike the unicorn of women, diaconesses, <laughs> and married priests, said Raymond Arroyo. So these synodal, these uh, synodal appointments ultimately point to a group of people who do not believe in the binding nature of divine revelation. He nailed it there, Matt. That's what they, they don't believe. They don't believe in the supernatural teachings of the church. They believe that it's like the European Union. Let's decide. That's majority vote. If they believe like the Anglican order, the, the Anglicans, uh, how they changed everything by vote. See, truth doesn't have a vote. Truth is objective. Mm-hmm. Your thoughts? Well, you know, actually, obviously, you, you've hit the nail on the head. Truth is objective. Truth is true, whether you know people are doing it or not, whether they believe it or not. Yeah. And and the important thing, I you know, I think that. Um, that is really the important thing to remember that oftentimes when you see these people, don't be confused. Don't tell yourself, I, I can't understand it. I just can't understand it. Why are they doing something that's so, well, you know, the, the pretty clear answer is they must not hold the Catholic faith in the same way that you do. Right. And, and you need to be able to trust yourself. You need to be able to trust your conscience if it's well-formed, you know. Uh, right. to, there, there's more available information about Catholicism than ever before. The, the catechisms, uh, the, yeah. the Bible in various translations, the Summa, it's all online, and you can educate yourself. In fact, the, the compendium of the Catechism of the Catholic Church is online. Question and answer format for the new catechism, there it is. Yeah. If you want to know what, you know, what uh, John Paul II believed, or Benedict XVI believed, you know, whatever he believed until a few minutes ago, apparently, yeah. <laughs> you know, uh, you, you can find it pretty, pretty uh, yeah. quickly. And, and, I, and I recommend that you do. And, and don't be afraid. Remember, the gospel was given precisely to the simple. It was given to the poor and to the childlike. You know, it, it, Robert Hugh Benson said, it's the man in the street that understood our Lord and the doctor of the law that was perplexed and offended. Yep. And, and you know, at the, at the end of the day, I think... You know, a hundred years from now, maybe hopefully less. Yeah. That that synodalism will be the name given to the heresy that's identified. Oh, I'm, I'm uh, sure that's in this time. No question about. It. But what's the center of the whole Catholic Church? Let's be honest. It's Jesus Christ. That's right. We are all servants of the Lord. Did you notice that? I said servants. We, you know, we're not superior to Christ. And some mm-hmm. people in the church think they are. No, that's just not true. Because his word gives life to us, he continued. So people come along and try to change it. They're really unfaithful shepherds. Let's call them for what they are. And now lay people are upset about what they should be about this whole situation. Now we have to pray. We have to pray that this senate does not even not even devolve into. I I agree with Father Murray. We need to pray that it doesn't take place. That something mm. happens in the church that says, you know what, we can't do it. And I'm well, you know, there, there are there are precedents. You know, there's been more than one miracle in the last two thousand years. Yeah, yeah. I'm praying for that miracle, Matthew, because mm. souls are at stake. People can be misled by false shepherds, and we do have that in the church right now. And I think Cardinal Mueller was right, and I'll just quote him. He said, "This is a hostile takeover of the Catholic Church." with a freestanding institution that has never happened in the history of Catholicism. 
It's never occurred. Well, here's- Let, let's re- let's remember that you just quoted Cardinal Gerhard Mueller. That's right former prefect of the Congregation right. for the Doctrine of the Faith, handpicked yes. by Pope Benedict XVI Correct. To, to safeguard the doctrine That's of the right. church. You know, he, this is not some blogger. This is not some, you know, uh, guy on Twitter. Not me. This is the, the former, uh, you yeah. know, uh, prefect of the Congregation of the Doctrine of the Faith and one of the best. Yeah, I, I agree. And, you know, and I, I think that his, his words, uh, you know, deserve consideration. I agree. I met him at uh, at the uh, Mundelein Seminary years ago when he was the prefect, and I thanked him profoundly for being the, the gatekeeper in a time when we need someone like him. And he just smiled at me. He's about six foot five, and I'm five foot four. <laughs> so you can imagine. Someone took a picture of it and said, oh, mm-hmm. man, that's hilarious. Matthew, tell us now, uh, we're at the end of our show. You're going to come on on v- vmpr.org. People can pick up the free app to listen to your show. Tell us again what you're going to be talking about, my brother. Right. Well, we're going to be talking about a lot of things. We're going to uh, be talking about Cardinal-elect Fernandez particularly, mm-hmm. uh, the things that he has said, um, his desire to be taken seriously, and how he's kind of you know undermining that himself. Also looking at uh, the role that he played in Amoris Laetitia and, and what it might bode for, for the future. Also going to tell a story, sad story, of Sister Smile, and I'll let uh, people wait. Oh, you got my attention. (laughs) Wait until we find out what that is. They can watch the program. Yeah, if you're listening on uh, one of the radio stations that carry the Terry and Jesse show that do not carry my program, yeah, you can always uh, check it out on demand. You can go to vmpr.org, click on No Nonsense Catholic. You know, it's uh, under our shows. And, yes, you can get the, the free smartphone app. You can go to any of the podcast platforms or you can go right there and watch the video on the website or go to Rumble. And as long as I'm talking that, I want to remind people too about our YouTube channel, yes. uh, Full Sheen Ahead, right? where where we uh, post excerpts from all of the shows. So you can go there and kind of get a flavor of, of the different programs that are available on vmpr.org. Well said. And I might add, I want to thank all of our listeners to making this uh, available. One of the projects we're putting together Father Charles Murr, who's on every other Monday with us, is going to be celebrating the traditional Latin Mass where he's at in Europe and preaching once a week. And VMPR will be picking up that program for people to watch and to, you know, listen to what Father Murr has to say once a week in a homily and a Mass. So that's another thing Great. that people are supporting us on. If you want to become a monthly donor, all you got to do is go to vmpr.org. Click on monthly donor, $25 or more. Gets you all kinds of downloads every year. I just did, uh, every month, I just did a fireside chat with Kyle Clement, Dan Snyder, Jess Romero, and myself. You'll pick that up. Call 877-526-2151. You can order that right for yourself now. Matthew Arnold, what state should we be living in? That would be the state of grace, Terry Barber. What state should we avoid? Oh, the state of mortal sin. And remember, Our Lady of Fatima said this. Souls are going to hell because no one's there to pray and make sacrifices. Let's make sacrifices for Holy Mother the Church right now. We're in deep trouble. So keep that in mind. And up next, as I say, Matt Arnold's show will be coming. Just to remind you, if you didn't get it, just go to vmpr.org, download the free app, and you can listen to the show today and many other good shows on vmpr.org. God bless you. St. Faustina's Prayer for Priests O my Jesus, I beg thee on behalf of the whole Church, grant it love and the light of thy Spirit, and give power to the words of priests, so that hardened hearts might be brought to repentance and return to thee, O Lord. Lord, give us holy priests. Thou thyself maintain them in holiness. O divine and great High Priest, May the power of thy mercy accompany them everywhere and protect them from the devil's traps and snares, which are continually being set for the souls of priests. May the power of thy mercy, O Lord, shatter and bring to naught all that might tarnish the sanctity of priests. For thou canst do all things. Amen. Virgin most powerful, pray for us. Virgin Most Powerful Radio, sharing the gospel with clarity and charity.